Hi friends, welcome to the Infertility Club. I am so excited and so grateful. We have Olivia Ty Martinez here with us. She's an accomplished singer, songwriter, musician. She's been on American Idol, one Taiwan Idol. And this is, I think this is so cool that you did this. She opened for Boys to Men. <laughs> I think that's the awesome. I've been to one of their concerts and it was such a good time. <laughs> and Olivia is an essential oil guru. She's a Berkeley graduate. She's really done it all. And one thing I really admire about her is I can tell she has a growth mindset. And so I am really excited to learn from her today. Hi, Olivia. <laughs> Hi, Kelsey. It's so great to be here. This is going to be fun. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. <laughs> so how's your morning been so far? It's been great. Um, I got up and I'm I'm in the middle of moving. So I'm that double moving. I'm moving into my house in LA and then my apartment in New York. I'm going to school at Columbia. So it's been very, very intense. It's It's a great program. Oh my goodness. So what are you doing at Columbia for school? I am getting my executive MBA degree. Wow. That is awesome. <laughs> That's really exciting. You are like such a go-getter. I love that about you. <laughs> I've never thought. That's a really amazing skill to have in life. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being willing to share your journey today and being here with us. Let's dive right in. Can you share with us a little bit about your journey and what led to the steps to doing IVF? Yeah. So, you know, I think like a lot of your listeners and a lot of people out there, I, I never thought that this would be something that I would be facing since growing up in the, the U.S. I mean, we're going to elementary school and middle school and high school, and they're always telling us, you don't, don't do this. You might get pregnant. Don't touch something with sperm on it you're gonna get pregnant or something. totally yeah 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 just telling us like oh my gosh the second you you know kiss someone you're gonna get pregnant <laughs> just like okay so my entire adult life or most of my adult life I was really just actively trying to avoid getting pregnant and I remember just kind of going through this process of trying to figure out how I was going to navigate this. And it all started really when I was seven and I wasn't having too much luck with relationships. And I was getting a little scared, 27, which now looking back, now that I'm 34, I look back and I was like, what's 27? Yeah. <laughs> like, why was everyone, like, it's just for everybody's freaking out because they're 27. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I should go and freeze my eggs. So I go on this journey of trying to freeze my eggs when I'm 27. And and the fertility doctor tells me that I'm basically like a horrible candidate for this. She says, I have low egg count. I'm practically infertile. Like I'm just like a broken woman, basically. That's how I felt, right? That she didn't say that, but that, that's how I felt. Because as a woman, we feel like, okay, well, that's the one thing other than our chromosomes that dis distinguishes us as as women we should be able to give birth and carry a baby and give give life right and I couldn't do it and it was just this this basically a, a, a rude awakening of wait so you're saying this whole time 
I was not able to get pregnant that easily. And so I don't end up freezing my egg. It failed. And um, and then I just had to kind of come to terms with it. I was meditating on it and, and I was like, okay, you know what? Maybe I just maybe I just can't have a baby. And well, of course, months, maybe six months later, I meet my husband. He wasn't my husband right away, but he becomes my husband later. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. And we start trying and we start trying and it's been now six years. Wow. And I've never, I've never accidentally gotten pregnant. Never even had a pregnancy scare. The closest I might've gotten was being like a day late on my period. My period is coming on the dot every single month. I don't have irregular periods. And so been six years of unexplained infertility and I go through I finally just give up because everybody around me is there's all this social pressure and everybody's asking left and right you know we got married and then of course immediately at the wedding even people are asking like so when are kids coming when when are kids coming when are kids coming I'm like oh I don't know because we were trying even before we got married and so we get married People all around us are getting married and then immediately getting pregnant. <laughs> Just like, wait, so I am the only one that is not getting pregnant. Not only not right away, but just not getting pregnant at all. So finally, this year, earlier this year, this year's 2023. So right in January, I guess, you know, new year, new me or whatever. And up until this point, I want to preface this with, I've been a very holistic kind of a hippie person i i haven't even taken a tylenol in over 10 years almost 15 years i don't i just don't do synthetic medication at all and so january comes and i'm like you know what screw it let's just do it go for it let's do ivf and you know there are a lot of different tests that lead up to um the process itself and there are so many tests that i decided to to not do one last one, which was the SIS. And that's the saline one where they check if your fallopian tubes are open um, and they, they make sure that there are no polyps or um, anything wrong with your your uterine lining. And I decided, I was like, there's nothing wrong with my, my <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. There's unexplained infertility. Just start the process. So we start the thing and I'm going in there drawing blood were injecting every day posted a few things about setting up my IVF injections and it's a lot yeah going from no Tylenol no prescription or over-the-counter drugs to straight up just shooting IVF hormones into myself every day going through the the surgery to take out the eggs and doing the the ICSI you know fertilizing um and we and I decided to opt for minimal IVF, and my clinic did that, where we had the option to do less, but I still got plenty of eggs. And um, two cycles later, we have eight frozen embryos. Technically nine, but eight that we can use. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so we have quite a few embryos. And of course, right before the transfer cycle, I had to do that SIS. Yeah. Did not want to do I was like, no, now we have to do it because if I don't do that, that embryo, the the embryo we choose might, might not stick. So I do the SIS and find out that this whole time I had infertility because I had polyps. That's a lot. 
Yeah. <laughs> so now I am going through this whole mental process of I just went through two rounds of IVF, probably unnecessarily. So now we do this this the surgery to remove the polyps. So I'm polyp free now. So I should be able to conceive naturally. That's awesome. Thank you. But now we have eight embryos. And then I didn't know that the transfer cycle had even more drugs. There were even more shots. And and that was the point where I was like, you know what? I've had enough. I've, I've had enough. I didn't like this is just too much. And so what I did instead was um, apply to apply to apply to Columbia Business School and decided to get my degree instead you know that's a great idea though because sometimes it becomes so stressful and like it just needs a break from all of the all of that kind of the IVF world and take a break and because sometimes you just need that moment and then everything falls into place eventually yep and I I just I realized that I mean there was so much going on this year this year has just been chaotic to say the least. And I, I, for, for me, nothing has been more stressful than this, this infertility, fertility journey. Nothing. I, and, and I say that with so much that has gone on in my life and my life has been, it hasn't, it hasn't ever been stable. It's always been very chaotic since I was a child. So for for me to say that out loud is like this this fertility journey this unexpected infertility process has been so i feel like unnecessarily painful it is painful it is it's hard i think you nailed so many amazing points there's this underlying feeling of like this is what i want and this is also something that i feel like i should be able to do but it's not happening and dealing with all of those emotions. And then you're also dealing with other people's inquiries and questions and processing that all while also still going through it and not knowing and navigating it yourself. Like that's a, that's a lot in itself just right there. Throw life on top of it, throw relationships and everything else and work and school and schedules. And it is. I, I think that's something that's not talked about a lot, the struggles of infertility and how it it can weigh in on everything. And But it's been amazing, though, seeing how you've been able to pivot through it and how you've been able to still make it through and still find your way, which you're doing, which is awesome. <laughs> and I I admire that. And I want to hear more about your holistic approach on things, because that was one thing that really intimidated me about IVF was all the drugs and medications. I was the same way as you, where I literally had gone through this transition where I had gotten rid of all the household products in my home. I had cleaned everything out. I had started doing a lot, a lot of just more natural things. And how did you handle all of that and decide you know go that route it was a very very hard decision and I've been on this holistic non-toxic journey since 2014 fully but the the no Tylenol no no over-the-counter and no prescription drugs thing really started in 2011 so 
it's been, yeah, over a decade. And the first time it happened was when I was freezing my eggs. So there was just that one time of trying to freeze my eggs, which is a very similar process to the the to getting embryos. <laughs> it's just missing the other person. But that was hard to to go through because on top of understanding that I wasn't able to conceive. I had, I guess, low quality or low count eggs. I said the quality of the eggs were fine. It was just the count that was low at that time. And then just, just, it was so confusing because I, I was on this natural healing holistic path at that point for many years. And I was thinking, oh, I, I must be in really great healthy shape because of how clean I eat, of how healthy I am. And, and it, it's a, it's an entire lifestyle. It's not one thing. It's not just changing out one soap in your house or like changing, taking fluoride out of your toothpaste. It's like your entire life is revolved around being holistic and clean. And I'm going, I'm like, okay, well, there's no way God, I'm not using endocrine um, hormone disruptors or like, I'm not subscribing to things that say people around me are subscribed to. And the craziest part is learning about all these holistic things and and um getting the idea of like oh well if you don't do this if you don't change your entire house to have like no toxic things you're not ever going to conceive and everybody around me that has already given birth now multiple times even they don't use they don't they just use whatever is at target or they're not using like I'm like okay wait 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 okay so logically I'm going through this whole process and like there's people out there who are super fertile and entire cultures who are known to be more fertile that aren't holistic with their approach I mean it doesn't mean that I'm going to stop being this way because this is just the way that I am but really challenged me to I guess maybe I was even close-minded about it because I was like oh well if I touch Dawn dish soap <laughs> maybe I'm gonna be infertile but then I realized I haven't touched Dawn dish soap in years but I'm the one that's infertile not the people using the Dawn dish soap no it was it was quite a, a battle especially to um being a do doTERRA founder I, I've been doing Sorry, I'm actually staying at my my cousin's house, and she has a baby. So she's like over there. The goal. That's the goal. I'm like absorbing. <laughs> yes, yes. Like bring these baby vibes on. <laughs> but yeah, so especially being a founder in DoTerra, I I have a, a quite a quite a significant team in DoTerra as well. I mean. I have like 5,000 people in my team. That's incredible. I, I thank you. Uh, and and I I love doTERRA. I love essential oils. I love being able to live a holistic natural life. I'm not entirely sure how much it has been associated with my infertility since been so clean for such a long time and again it's the people that really didn't subscribe to that at all that really don't care about don't care about chemicals or anything at all 
have multiple babies or given birth and they're they're the ones that are are already kind of far along in their fertility journey it's confusing it is it is confusing it is and it's tough and I think that's a really good point to talk on because I think a lot of times people are always looking for what tips, what kind of things can I do to better my chances in a lot of these areas. And when it comes down to it, a lot of it is out of our control. Mm-hmm. And it's just getting to that point of, I, I don't know what the point is. If the point is to let go at those moments and or is it to pivot and try a new area you know I don't know but because it can be different for everyone but I think that's the thing that is tough where it is where it's like living a clean lifestyle it benefits in so many areas but it's hard to know in the infertility space what does it influence yeah and it's very vague and and in our world we have a quote that that's that there's an oil for everything and i'm going okay well i'm not sure if there would have been an oil to scrape my polyps out of my uterus (laughs) totally yeah there's sometimes where it's like those medical procedures just have to be done Mm -hmm. totally yeah Oh, I'm like getting all these memories because I, I used to do doTERRA and I loved it. And I mean, I still use all the oils and stuff all the time. I used to do it as a business. And yeah, it's it's such a great community and so many amazing people in it. And I feel like that like helped me on my path of learning and growing as a person. And so I will always be forever grateful for doTERRA. Absolutely. I mean, that, that entire doTERRA business in itself, that's like a personal development program. You know, in a bottle, <laughs> it's so about personal development and, and developing self-awareness more so than anything else. And I think that's so important. I think that's that's more important maybe even than the journey itself is is becoming self-aware and understanding that there are so many, so many different ways to solve one problem. Yeah, So going through this, it's been a lot of up and downs for you. Have you found anything that's helped you mentally or physically during these hard times? I had a lot of therapy. (laughs) I have a ton of therapy. Yeah, that's great. To really understand what was going on inside. Because... On the outside, I mean, you can treat it like it's um, it's just a physical process, right? It's, it's just a logical thing. We can't have, we can't conceive. Take a few shots of these hormones, go through the surgeries, transfer the embryo into myself, and then we can possibly have this baby. But the part that people don't see is the hardest part, which is that it's emotionally, mentally physically draining mm-hmm. it's an extremely draining process that i i wouldn't want to take more pills for i'm not trying to numb myself from feeling what i'm feeling i'm trying to work it through and acknowledge and again be self-aware of what's happening 
my biggest thing was not allowing my emotions and my mental state to affect people around me. And that was actually my biggest concern. I didn't want to drag my husband through the mud with me. I didn't want to drag my friends and my coworkers, my fans. I didn't want to do that. But because the hormones take over, it was hard. It was hard to differentiate. Am I is am I justifiably feeling sad or are these just hormones making me cry for no reason and be upset about things for no reason? And I I even put out an apology like on my Instagram and I remember saying like I apologize for anything that I say or do in these next few months because I don't know what's going on, but there's something bad. Like it's bad. Like bad thoughts are going through my brain and I can't stop it. And it's because it's like hormones play such a huge part in our bodies. Mm-hmm. They were bad thoughts, really bad thoughts. And on top of that, I also got super fat. Not saying that being fat is bad, but for me it is. Well, but it's just a drastic change so quickly. It's rough. Yeah. And I was, and, and, and I don't know if it was just the hormones or just like the hormones make me hungry and I was just eating more in general. And I gained like 20, 30 pounds through the process. And then on top of that, it's like, I'm so fat and I am not pregnant. So I go to family functions. And people are asking, like, oh, my gosh, congratulations. Are you pregnant? Are you proud? No, I'm like, no, I'm just really fat. Literally, I'm, I'm just, I've just gained so much weight. <laughs> Medications can do that. They just mess with your body and mind. And totally, I remember, like, so many times I would just be, like, having a moment stressing out on my husband. And then all of a sudden I'd be like, Kelsey, what are you doing? This is not you. This is, like what you're lashing out and being totally irrational and it has nothing to do with anything i was literally making stuff up like just being ridiculous and it does medications and yeah yeah the hormones all of that it it can do a number a number yeah i i mean before this i never i never even referred to myself as the third person but after this whole pro- like that happens you start going olivia seriously what are you what are you doing what are you doing right now like why are you, why are you reacting this way like why are you doing this and it's because that's how removed we are from our actual selves yeah just point to the motions and then all of a sudden like taking that moment to step back and be like whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. what's going on <laughs> and just realizing okay take a step back <laughs> Yeah, it especially, I mean, it, my personality like, that that's ingrained in my personality and, and I've been the, the CEO of now nine companies and I am known, <laughs> I've grown this reputation of staying incredibly calm in all situations. I don't care how big the emergency is. I'm just like very, I go about it in a very logical, strategic and calm way so for me to be out of that element is very uncomfortable and I get and then I just get frustrated because I'm like well I pride myself in being emotionally collected 
calm, collected, cool about situations. And then every little thing is irritating me when I'm on these hormones. And it actually got me to thinking like people that actually have hormone imbalances and like this is must be how they feel all the time. Totally. That was actually an interesting, um, I guess, observation during the process <laughs> because it's like like people who are this is why I don't know sometimes like you know some there's always that one person in our lives the crazy <laughs> and I'm like oh maybe that's what they're going through like they might they might have an actual hormonal imbalance like it's a really great perspective on it because it it helps remind us and give us empathy for those people that are struggling with that and going through that I think that's a really really good insight I like that so you had mentioned before that people were asking and, you know, just assuming you're pregnant and things like that. How did you handle that? Because those conversations aren't the easiest to have. Well, at first, of course, we received the, that information. And, and it's also a cultural thing. Um, I think Chinese or maybe like Asian cultures are a little bit more blunt. And um, they'll say whatever's on their mind. There's no real filter involved and and they'll say things like that (laughs) just be like wow you've gained a lot of weight or you've lost a lot of like they're always commenting on your weight in general um and for me because of my age married I'm at that time I've already said that we're trying that we want kids um and every time I was uh, getting that at first I was like oh no I'm not pregnant I don't know how to react to this no I'm not pregnant and then eventually I got it so often and and I have such a big family that we're just always doing family gatherings all the time that I just started responding with like no I'm not pregnant I'm just fat I love it. <laughs> that's so great like, to the point where I was like can I just get a t-shirt like can I just get a t-shirt that says no I'm not pregnant I'm just like I'm gonna wear a shirt around so no one asks me questions. Totally, yeah, yeah. And of course, that wasn't gonna help. I mean, my entire family's Chinese; they're not gonna re- read it or anything. But <laughs> like, I don't want. I don't know how else to deal with it other than like turning it into a joke, which is how I'm, how I've dealt with a lot of situations. I just turn everything into comedy, and it makes things better. Yeah, you know, comedy, laughter. That really does. It always lightens the mood. It adds it adds a lot. <laughs> yeah. And then I acknowledge, you know, I'm like, okay, I know why you're asking this. <laughs> I have a little pooch because that's where that's how you know that you have a hormone imbalance, right? It's actually in your belly, which is ironic. You know? So it's like if you have a hormone imbalance, it's usually in your your belly fat. And of course, that's what's happening. And it looks like I'm pregnant. So I mean, I'll acknowledge it. I'm not going to deny that I look pregnant. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's so great. So you mentioned a little bit about the mini IVF process. Would you, with their minimal, not mini, minimal um, IVF process, would you walk us through that a little bit? Like what that looked like for you? Yeah. So actually, I think it is called mini IVF. I'm not I'm not sure. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I did. I opted for the mini IVF and it was um, at a center local in L.A. I'm sure that there are other ones all around that you can opt for where um, 
I, I basically told them, hey, I'm kind of a holistic hippie freak. <laughs> Not that you're a holistic hippie freak, but we are. Let's be real. We're crunchy people. We love it. <laughs> yeah, you know, we're crunchy people. We're not the majority. Okay. Or where we are the minority here. Um, and I'm going in there and I'm like, hey, I haven't taken a Tylenol in over 10 years. And I don't, I'm not, I don't plan to, I don't want to. And I'm only doing this because I'm obviously desperate. And if you could, I would appreciate it if you, you know, went with the lowest possible dose that we can possibly go if that's even an option and it, it said on their website, you know, that's definitely an option. <laughs> you can even go without any. Oh, really? Yeah. And, and they just take the one egg that gets released. Okay. Wow. Um, but of course I wanted to just, I didn't want to maximize my chances because that would mean full IVF, but I wanted to just increase it by a little, just, just give it, give it a little boost. And even with that, Maybe because my body just it hasn't had synthetic drugs um, in it for such a long time. It reacted so strongly to it that I'm not sure if it, it would have felt like full IVF, but it was crazy. And I, I didn't even have that much. Like, you know, that that one, I think it's Menupur, where you have to, it's like powder. You have to like mix it with a saline so that it can activate it. It was so minimal that I would use half. And then save the other half for like the next dose. Um, and so there there were very, there were these little, little things that were different from a, a full IVF process. Like even the, um, the pen, that little thin pen, you would, that, that was a half dose too. Just less. Um, the, the, we have the same amount of blood draws. So I still have to go in there pretty much every other day to draw blood, see where I am, um, ultrasound every other day. And just to see, you know, how much I needed, but they would just give me basically half or a fourth of what I would normally have needed. But I was still able to get nine embryos, which is a lot. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a ton of embryos that all made it to the plastic stage. That's a big deal. <laughs> that's a big deal. Right. I was like, hey, look at that. And that was all mini. It was all minimal IVF. That's awesome. I love that the doctors gave you that option. I love that there was also an option to do one embryo if someone wanted. Like, I think it's just nice to know options because I think that's a lot of times in this infertility world, we're searching for answers and it's hard to find answers and it's hard to know. And so I love this. and I appreciate you sharing because it's so valuable listening to others because that's something I didn't know was possible. And it's really cool to be like, oh, well, we need to do IVF again. Next time we go into it, that's an option that I can ask the doctors. Can I do less medications? You know, like, because I think in those moments where exactly where you were, where you come into the doctor's office, I'm desperate. I'm here. I need to do this. What's the next step? And it's just like, okay, well, let's do that. Let's do that. And we have options. Exactly. And that was really my hesitation before I found this clinic because I didn't want to do the whole thing. Like it was, it was, it met me in the middle mm -hmm. is, is what I mean. And, and I think that's what speaks most to the holistic people listening is we, we really don't want to, right? I mean, that's in the end, like that, that's probably the craziest thing, the further, the furthest thing that we would have wanted using Castile soap. <laughs> you know, 
we're using Castile soap without any plugins in our house. Uh, like yeah. it's, just, it's it's a different process. We don't. That's like the furthest thing that we could possibly want is to inject ourselves with synthetic hormones to have a baby. And so, if I can minimize that, that's that's what I'm trying to do. Totally. Well, I think that's a really awesome option and i'm really glad that the doctors listened to you and that you're able to find that because i think that is super super huge so how has this been with you and your husband how's has it been hard on him has he been handling it okay i think it's hard because fertility in itself is challenging for any couple mm-hmm. yeah infertility is interesting because I mean this is just how I felt through this process um immediately the female I feel like is to blame yeah majority of situations so when if we're not getting pregnant it's always going to be me and in, in the in the end of course we did all the tests and found out it really was me it was it was my polyps <laughs> it was nothing wrong with him at all and he was perfectly fine and he <laughs> He was a healthy, reproductive male. And so I was like, okay, well, that that's good. But you don't also, like, even with people not knowing those facts, they're still blaming me. You're not the one that's getting flack for this. I am. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, well, you're not getting pregnant. What's wrong with you? And, it, I mean, even though it was true, for people just to automatically assume that is very... It's kind of annoying. <laughs> yeah. There, you're right. There is that assumption. Mm-hmm. Right. And then he's he's not experiencing this. And it's hard to explain. Like, I'm so frustrated and so annoyed. Like, why, why do they have to keep coming to me? And then I'm the one being accused of being pregnant. Not him. You know, and then throughout this whole process, I'm the one getting my blood drawn. I'm the one that ha- that's having to like stick myself and poke myself multiple times a day for for this whole thing and at first I was kind of uh, honestly a little resentful and I was like okay I'm gonna make you watch me do this thing I don't want you to poke me but I want you to just watch it because I'm I'm going through it and then eventually I was just like forget it like I don't even I'm just completely detached from him being involved in the process because there's nothing I can do and he's he's sympathetic about it but there's no way that your husband and the male side is ever going to understand how much we are going through or even other women who haven't gone through it people who've gone through IVF I feel like we need to all band together because I think we're on another level of survival instinct, another level of awesome because of how hard this process is. I feel like like after that, I was like, I can do anything. For sure. I can get I can get an MBA from an Ivy League school. I can I can I can do anything now. Like I don't even like it really empowered me because of how hard it was. I was like, this is insane. And after this, I really could do anything. I can free birth. I can do whatever. I can do anything now. <laughs> yes. 
Yes, it really does. Like I think you're so right where it's like, we do need to bond together because it is like anytime I hear someone going through infertility, I'm like, come here, come here. Like it is just that automatic bond because it's like you, I have some taste. I might not have any clue what they're experiencing, but I might have a little taste where I'm like, oh my gosh, it just brings us together. And so it is like we've got to rally and boost each other up. And I think you're spot on where going through infertility, it's a reminder to every woman out there you can do hard things. You can do anything. When you've gone through infertility, you can do anything. The sky's the limit. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> no, seriously. Seriously. If I can go through this whole thing and inject myself and survive and cry through the whole thing, really by ourselves no matter how much support you have, no matter how many people are holding your hand through this process, we are going through this on our own. There is no one else that's experiencing that those injections going straight into our bodies. Like there's no, we, we just went through the whole thing are on our own. It's a super empowering experience of independence and just powering through. We really, can do anything people who've gone through IVF yeah we've done it <laughs> yeah you can do anything you've got it you've got it yep <laughs> oh my gosh I love that so for someone looking into infertility treatments do you have any advice for them on being their own advocate or um on just advice in general I wish that someone was able to convince me that I should have done all the exams I feel like that I don't know if this is going to speak to anyone but I was just a very stubborn in the process because of how long we were trying and and how long we were unsuccessful in the process that I was just like no no more tests like I just want to go for it and did I know had I just done that SIS at that final exam I probably wouldn't have had to do this whole thing I mean, as empowering as it is, like, yes, you can do anything, but you can also do anything just in general. <laughs> but, but you, yes, like, yeah. I just, I wish that I had done that. And now, now I'm like, okay, well, what if we can get pregnant naturally? We might not, but I, I, I just wish I had known that. <laughs> I was like, oh, I wish they would have pushed that harder because, or, or not let me go through the process, like, not let me wait sign the waiver so that I, I I would just go forward with it because I really could have avoided that whole thing um maybe maybe who knows yeah well I think that's really good advice though because I think in those moments we we come at that point where we've already been trying for years and so it's already been this long period of time and so we're ready to have a kid as soon as possible and so we're willing to put everything on the line a lot of times in those moments and not realizing, you know, what certain steps or things like that. Uh, that's just really good advice. I like that. Thank you. Yeah. Take a breath and and realize that there, this is a very complicated process and we need all the data that we can gather before we start. Yeah, that's a perfect way to look at it. All the data we can gather on it. Oh, Olivia, you're seriously so darling and so awesome. It's been really great to hear from you. Is there 
Anything else you would like to share about your infertility journey? I want to just open the door to anybody who's listening and struggling through the process. I'm my Instagram, my DMs are open um, anytime. That's really the fastest way to reach me. And um, yeah, message me. Let's go through this process together and walk through it. And and I am happy to answer any questions that anybody has about this. I, I wish that I had a resource that I could just be like, hey, what's this? What is going on now? Is this normal? I didn't have that. So I want to be that person for anybody who's listening. Oh, thank you so much for being willing to do that. And for anyone listening, you do not know how amazing of an offer that is because you will find those moments where it's like, oh my gosh, am I doing this injection right? I, I remember freaking out about air <laughs> bubbles in it and just being like, am I, is this okay? Is this wrong? Like it is having a resource of someone to be able to reach out and talk to is huge. Someone who's been there, someone who's experiencing it. And I, that is a really amazing offer. So thank you so much, Olivia. That is seriously so, 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 so sweet of you to be able to offer that and i'll make sure to link olivia's social medias below so you can follow her on her journey and yeah so what's next for you in your journey you're doing columbia mm -hmm. yeah so i'll be finishing my executive mba in new york it is an in-person program so i'll be um tri-coastal for a little bit because i do live in hawaii in la and now new york and uh it's gonna be a journey i don't graduate until 2025 okay with this whole fertility thing i mean i'm hoping we could still go through the process there are women in my program that have given birth through the term so i'm like okay well if they can do it i can do it we can do it we don't yeah. need to let motherhood get in the way of the things that we need to do totally my mom graduated um and on her graduation walk i think it was five days out of the hospital she had just had a baby like and she was like i am not missing graduation i will be there <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a glimpse of my future <laughs> yeah we're supposed to serve when we graduate but yeah I, that always like stuck out with me we're like you go mom <laughs> yes absolutely <laughs> thank you so much for being here today on the podcast and i just appreciate it i feel like we've gained so much knowledge from you on finding your own path and different approaches that we can go about things and knowing your options. And you've just been a really great example of that. And so thank you so, so much, Olivia, for being here today. Appreciate it. <laughs> Anytime you let me know the time and place and I'll be there to support you and anybody that is going through this. Oh, thank you. And we're going to have to do an update follow-up, I think, in a bit, too. <laughs> I'm sure. I will immediately be. Till. That would be amazing. Because <laughs> we're all going to want to hear about it. We're all going to want to know what's going on. <laughs> and I can't wait to share, too, because I haven't gone through that phase yet. So... <laughs> well, it's going to happen. It's just going to be in its... I, I bet it's going to be when you least expect it <laughs> that's what i'm thinking this that's my life <laughs> yeah isn't that always the case it's like when we least expect it those little magical moments pop in and happen exactly <laughs>
Thank you so much for having me, Kelsey. Looking for a support buddy? Join our social media pages to meet and make new friends. Thank you so much for stopping by the Infertility Club. Wherever you are at in your journey, don't forget, you got this.